nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matt Overmind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today, I have my friend, Katie Bramlett, expert in women's fitness. Oh, you know we're getting down today. You know what we're talking about, right? See, Katie's the co-founder of We Shape and a fierce advocate for bringing awareness to women's health and fitness. Now, sometimes we may think, why, why, why specifically women's health and fitness, right? Well, we're going to get into that because it's, it, is, it is quite different than men's health and fitness. I've had men's experts on the show as well, and there is a quiet contrast. So we're going to get into a lot of psychological stuff, not just the physical. Um, see, topics we're going to talk about today is how to break up with a toxic weight loss culture, which is something that I cannot stand because we we get into, I want to look a certain way. I'm going to eat less calories and try to lose weight and look like this person over here. And it never works. Even if it works temporarily, it doesn't work long term and causes a host of health issues. So as we're getting into 2024, I want you to really listen to this episode and listen to the gems that um, Katie's going to bring to us so you can have a healthy weight loss mindset. How to stop the construct of vanity. That's something I'm not really good at. So I'm, I'm going to sit back and uh, Katie kind of give me the tips on that. And the true connection between happiness and self-love and so much more. So we're going to Katie's going to connect all of that for us. And that's what we're going to get into today. And something I forgot, oh, by the way, on my last episode, I forgot to mention that the Zico recommendation page is live, everyone, and will be in the description of the podcast and also in the show notes, because so you can save money on some fantastic products that I recommend for health, fitness, weight loss, and so much more. So I keep forgetting to mention that but I want you to check that out. Now, with that being said, let's welcome Katie Bramlett to the show. Hey, Katie, how are you doing today? Good. Hi, Zico. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And I want to jump into this. And I, it's not really on the list of questions I sent you, but now I'm just going to throw you a curveball right there out the gate, right? <laughs> so let's talk about women's fitness. So Ty, your experience into why do you focus on women's health and fitness? Yeah. So first of all, I'll say we should we shape it, it welcomes everyone, but I do have a special place in my heart for people who identify as female. And I think it's important for me for me to bring a little history and context into why I started We Shape. Uh, my co-founder and I actually used to own a different company, a body transformation company that we ran for a number of years. We were quite successful in that company. We had made the Inc. 500 three times. We were scaling our team. Everything was going very well, except there was something inside of me that felt like it wasn't going well. And when I really sat with that, I I, I had discovered that, you know, we did help 
people achieve what they wanted, which was weight loss, which was body transformation. But I noticed a very um, important reoccurring theme, which is that people were linking weight loss to the expectation that they would have much greater self-acceptance, peace, serenity within, and they were not achieving that. They actually... Most people, if they had experienced some type of satisfaction, it only lasted very short term and others were like, oh, well, now I need to lose even more weight. It was like it was kind of like never good enough. And so I thought I can't go down this path anymore. And that's when I really started dissecting and understanding more about like some of the toxic messages in the fitness industry. What are we really after? Why are we doing this to ourselves? It's it's really harmful psychologically and in a lot of cases physically. So we actually shut that company down and started WeShape. And WeShape is really trying to solve two problems that are happening in the fitness industry. So problem number one is a lot of people are focused on burning calories, maximizing cardio, sweating, pumping muscles. And we really believe in quality movement. We think that like focusing on a program that's rich in quality movement exercise science, biomechanics will take people much further in their journey with exercise and and physical wellness, right? It's not really a matter of if our body will be in pain. It's a matter of when. So we believe that quality movement and quality programming is the medicine to that. The second thing that we really, you know, this is the reason why we started WeShape, was this, this mentality in the fitness industry that everything is about how we look. Everything is about meeting this goal that someone else set for us. Everything is about... Uh, kind of a lot of shame and self-hatred. We thought we got we to gotta really stop that. And we actually have gone down a completely different path where we're actually encouraging our members to recycle their scales, to shift their intention on feeling good, connecting with themselves and finding a different goal that we think will last quite a bit longer. So two important things there. So for one, we're talking about biomechanics. We're talking about functional movement. We're talking about developing the habits that help you in your life. And that's a, that's a huge thing. That's a really, really huge because a lot of times we get into the gym and we perform these movements. I'm not saying they're all bad, but they're not natural things that we do in our life. And oftentimes when I do like an interview for a pre-client, you know, and I try to ask them about what they're trying to accomplish. And oftentimes it's they just want to be able to, you know, reach over the counter and grab something and not being pain. Or, you know, sit and get up with a good posture. Like these are the things that a lot of people want. And I love when people set those those goals, right? And I can set up the workout program around that. So that's something that if you're just in the gym thinking just about weight loss, that's the one of the things I really want you to think on and think of is are you learning the movements that help you in your daily life? Because even if you lose a lot of weight, but you're still in pain and you still can't move the way you're supposed to. What have you really accomplished? You know, right? we're talking about vanity. And we'll get into vanity a little bit later. And the the, the second um, part of that, too, I think is uh, extremely important. Actually, I had a thought on top of my head. What was the second point again, Katie? The focusing on the mentality. Yes, focusing on the mentality. That's also really important because we set these goals quite often to to pre to please what we think other people want us to look like when most of the time, most people don't care what you actually look like. So that's the other thing too, is not even just like Katie was saying, you know, goals other people set for us is goals that we set for ourselves because we think other people want us to look a certain way. And really and truly, it doesn't really matter 
in a lot of times, right? So we we create that toxic mindset. I understand the goal, right? Like I understand why people are driven by that. If we really want to talk about this, like we live in a culture that's very fat phobic. So we do not, like there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of expectations. There's a lot of, so I understand why people want that. And what I think I'm trying to say is like, in spite of that, like how can we come together and redefine what we actually value. And so I want to hold a lot of space for people who have that goal of weight loss, who are who are the victims of the messages and the judgments that come from a culture that we live in, right? Like I was recently reading an art- article that a doctor had published that talked about how they stopped talking about their client's weight um, as it pertained to their health, because there's so many other factors that can contribute to somebody feeling and being healthy in their body other than weight. And they noticed that when they stopped talking about weight loss with their clients, they felt less shame. They felt more connected to their doctor. They were actually able to do things that felt like was contributing to their health rather than getting stuck in the pitfall of like, oh, my doctor just wants me to lose weight, right? It it looks so much different when the doctor like doesn't bring that up. There's safety and trust built in that relationship. And then the doctor could be like, oh, maybe you could try a movement-based program. Maybe you could try walking more. Maybe that will help. Like we can go down so many different avenues. But I think given the fact that we are living in a fat phobic culture, we focus so much on weight and it's really harmful to people psychologically. It's really not okay. And that leads me to my next thought then, because we're talking about two things here. The two things that you mentioned earlier, how do you want to address item number one, where we're talking about the movements the functional movements and then two how if you want to also add on how do you address this the the, the toxic fat phobic culture that we live in so for problem number one uh my co-founder is our movement expert he had he has spent many years in the fitness industry and does all of our programming he also works with dr lisa folden who's a physical therapist so the the, the thing i like to highlight about the movement piece is um what 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 we're really trying to do is offer a customized experience, right? Like having a personal trainer in your home that can help you figure out what movement your body needs. Because everybody does need something a little bit different. So we've developed a technology to help facilitate that. But I like to give the example of if you went to a personal trainer and I went to a personal trainer, we can both say that we see a personal trainer, but they can be vastly different experiences, right? Your personal trainer could have a degree in exercise science. My personal trainer could have finished an eight-hour course online, right? We're both quote unquote, seeing a personal trainer, but it's a very different experience because the fitness industry does not set a standard for what quality exercise means. Most fitness companies out there, and I I used to be a body transformation company, so I can actually speak to this. Most fitness companies are after profit. That's what it is, right? So we are trying to get people an aesthetic. We are trying to get them to pump muscles, burn calories, We aren't focusing on quality movement. We're not focusing on a standard for what would be best for the human body. And one of the examples I like to give, and and no, no diss to the exercise bike, like I have one. If you like doing that, please do that. Um, But when I think about hours and hours on the exercise bike, it's like, what is that movement pattern actually helping me do? right? It's it's not very functional. It's like, maybe I'm getting some cardio. Great. But it's not really helping me move better in my body. In fact, it might even be contributing to poor posture, to other micro movement dysfunctions in my body. So what we're trying to do is say, hey, um, small problem. The fitness industry has gone off course because they're so focused on profit. And we need to start talking about what does the human body need 
it needs quality movement and it needs to practice that quality movement time and time again. And so we're trying to solve that problem by offering a product that is real time in real time customizable, but also has this this strong foundation of quality programming that's rooted in functional movement. Perfect. Now tie that in then to talk about then the weight loss culture, toxic weight loss culture that we have, because let's say I come to you as a client, right? And let's say I identify as female, let's say that, right? Um, so We have men and, too. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have men too. I'm just trying to be silly. But yeah. Yeah, just I come to you and, I, and I, I say, hey, I need help and I need to lose weight. That's like my first conversation with you. How do you like start that conversation with a potential client? Yeah. So uh, when people come in, they often come in for a workout and we say by the time they've done a couple of workouts and join a couple of our community calls, they discover that it, they're actually going through a mentality shift. Um, but th the first thing I would ask is, why do you want to do that? And has that intention and that path brought you what you want ever in the past? And most of the time it's no. I've tried it and I haven't been able to quote unquote succeed or I've tried that. And even if I lost the weight, I still wanted to lose more. And I'm like, okay, it sounds like what you're really after is, am I valuable? Am I loved? Um, am I worthy? Can I accept my body and myself for who I am today? And the thing I like to remind people is self-confidence, self-acceptance is not reliant on the size of your body. And we have proof because you can look at plenty of people in larger bodies who are radiating self-confidence, who have tons of self-acceptance, who have great self-esteem. So we have married the idea to the number on the scale, meaning that we're gonna accept ourselves and we're gonna feel worthy when we get there. So I like to just ask people, has it worked for you before? And what makes you think losing weight will work for you this time and bring you all those things you hope to get? That's so true. And I was smiling as you were talking because um, as my viewers know, I'm Jamaican and Caribbean people, that's that's not a problem that we have. Like I'm not saying that we don't have overweight individuals, but we're confident no matter if we're 500 pounds or 100 pounds. It's just <laughs> we're just who we are. We just do what we do. So I was, as you were talking, I was just thinking about that in my head. And if you're from the Caribbean, you know what I'm talking about. And exactly. <laughs> go, go to Carnival one day. You'll see, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, that is really true. And that's why I say about the mindset thing is what people are after. And sometimes, yes, we live in a in a um in a fat phobic culture, but at the same time, we because we're we're somewhat anxious of the of, of that, we set these goals um that we think other people want from us, which may not even be rooted in reality. And that's extremely dangerous, which is gonna take me into that next thought. We're gonna talk about vanity. Right. And the, the way I'm setting up this particular episode, I might everybody pay very close attention to it. I'm setting it to hit the things of the mind. And then we're going to get more and more into the physical parts of the body because the shifts that we need to make are mostly mental. And then everything else just goes along with it. And that's why I'm setting this particular episode in that way. But before I get into vanity, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about one of my favorite companies. I want to talk about the Amino Co. You know, that's where I'm going with it. I always talk about Amino Co. Because I love the Amino Co. So they have this product, right? It's called Heal. It's 100% science-backed, essential amino acid-based formulation designed to reduce recovery times and improve physical function by accelerating muscle repair by helping you maintain a healthy inflammatory response. Now, why is that important? Well, I have a trainer in front of me who understands what happens when we train, especially when you lift weights or you train heavy, your body creates inflammation. 
That's, you know, so, so heal, which is essential aminos helps to heal you from that. But what I love with heal is not only not, not branching essential aminos, plus it has creatine. And that's one supplement that I recommend to pretty much anybody is you need creatine as well, because a lot of times we use them separately, but Dr. Wolf combines them when in the right ratio that he knows work really well for us. Right. It also has whey protein concentrate as well. I probably, I, per, I primarily use it as a like as an intro workout, right? Because you know when your boy train, I go hard in the pain. So I need something in the middle to kind of get me through that second half. One of my buddies, this is this young young guy at at the gym. He, uh, I, I gave him a container that I have. I said, "Yo, check this out. I think you're gonna love it." And he primarily uses it on leg day, and he hates leg day with a passion, which most guys do, right? And he uses it and he, and he fell in love with it because it helps him so much. It's like, it's like you're eating a, a, a pre-digested meal right before your second half of your workout, but it's not going to weigh you down. I absolutely love Heal. See, there's a recent clinical trial compared to one to scoop amounts of Heal with high quality whey protein, right? And they measured the whole body on protein synthesis and breakdown. And the response to Heal was found to be three times larger then whey protein on a gram to gram basis, three times larger. And it has a, doesn't have a bunch of fillers that whey protein has and makes my stomach feel all icky and stuff. And it also has all natural flavors. Cause you know, your boy loves to talk about gut health. That's very important to me. So I love the all natural flavors. That tastes absolutely amazing. The website is aminoco.com Zico health. And guess how much you get off 30%. 30%. I mean, is that not generous? It's like, a, it's like we're Santa Claus over here. We're just giving it away. 30% off these fantastic products. But I'll make sure that the website is in the description of the episode. And with that being said, we're going to move back because, you know, let's talk about vanity. Let's talk about vanity. So that's a big issue as well in the weight loss community. So how do we stop living in vanity, Katie? Oh, that's a really good question. Well, I think I don't know that that that's ever really going to go away in our culture. I don't know that that's really ever going to happen. But I want to highlight the issue with attaching your worth and identity to how you look. Aging is inevitable. I know that we live in a time where we can do whatever we can to slow that down. But if we are attaching our worth to how we look, there, there's a pretty significant expiration date on that. And so I am just really encouraging people. Like, I I think it's great. People should do whatever they want to do. I'm not here to judge whatever they do to, you know, if they feel like they want to look younger, if they feel this, if they feel that. I'm, I'm a big believer in letting people do what they need to do. But I want to highlight the pitfalls and the dangers with adhering to the message that I will feel worthy if I can look a certain way. Because number one, that already has an expiration date. And number two, uh, the way that vanity works in our culture is is based off of trends, right? It's it's the heroin chic to the curvy body to the thin eyebrows to the thick eyebrows. So it's always changing. And in a lot of ways, that's just very exhausting to me. And so I, I think that we can't get away from it. But I think it's important to say, okay, where does this actually sit with me? What am I actually trying to get from this? And I think if we sit with that question long enough and really try to understand our intention, most of the time, many of us conclude, oh, I just want to feel seen. I just want to feel like loved. I just want to feel worthy. And I just don't know that going down that path can bring that. Now, I'm not saying taking 
care of yourself in a way that makes you feel confident isn't, isn't, I'm not saying throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm just saying that I think that there can be harm and danger in fully attaching our worth in the construct of vanity. I love that. That's so but true. We're not going to be able to get out of it. Unfortunately, it's, it's the culture we're inundated with. We can. I'm as vain as they come, apparently. But uh, <laughs> but seriously, no, we, we, it really is true. It's we, it's something we cannot get away from. And it's a important mind, mind, mi- mindset shift that we really do have to make. And I don't think it's easy. I think it's it's constant work. I, I Right before this episode, I have Dr. Van Thielen on the show, and he was talking about mental health and mindset and, you know, having the right tools. And we're talking about journaling. We're talking about you know, um, going for walks. We're talking about having the right people in your life, the right energy, because a lot of times there are a lot of energy vampires to just pull you down and you're attracted, not say attracted, but you are, you, you have those people in your lives because they've always been in your life, but you never quite realize the things that they're doing intentionally and sometimes unintentionally to actually bring you down, right? What makes it hard for you to have self-love. I don't know, Katie, if you ever watched uh, The Big Bang Theory, um, but one of my oh. favorite shows. Um, yeah, Sheldon I haven't seen and, it, but I've heard of it. And uh, Raj and uh, Cooper, Cooper, no, Raj's group partner. Raj and Howard are like best friends. And Raj is a little bit more sensitive, kind of like myself. And um, but Howard is the one that like always makes fun of him and puts him down. But he does he, he's a, he does it just because that's just his personality. And one day after years and years of episode, Roger's like, you know why I'm struggling with my life? It's because you always say these negative things about me. Now, that's not fully true. I mean, you're responsible for your actions. But he acknowledged the fact that Howard was always negative. And when he talked to Howard about it, Howard was like, you're just blaming me. You're just blaming me. Now, that happens in real life. That's a real life thing where people might make jokes intentionally, unintentionally, and, it, and those jokes hit you a certain way and pull you down, but they don't see it that way. So, and these can be energy vampires and we better be very careful of that, which brings me to my next topic, Katie, before I finish up with some of the more physical stuff, I want to talk about self-love because how is self-love, why is self-love so important? Can you say that's something that we actually seek um, when we end up talking to a lot of people? So why is that self-love so important on our weight loss journey? Well, you know, we have a podcast too, and we we talk about a lot of these things. And one of the things that we discovered is that how you think about yourself really dictates everything in your life. So if you if you can start to acknowledge that that relationship with you is more important than the relationship with someone's perspective of you, I think big shifts can happen and we can find a lot more peace and, and internal love and we can turn down that inner critic a little bit. I, I think it's sort of the human condition to always have these parts that are of ourselves that are hard to deal with, like, you know, the messages from the outside, the messages from our childhood. I think these things kind of live within us, but I just want to provide people an opportunity to say, you know what, I used to subscribe, like many of the people who come to our community used to subscribe to fad diets and and shame and pressure to lose weight. And a lot of what happens when they come to us is we're giving them permission to say, you don't actually have to surround yourself with people like that anymore. You can actually surround yourself with people who love and care for you, regardless of the size of your body. Um, we can, you can, you know, you can cultivate a community that is more meaningful for you. So again, I don't know if you've ever heard of Gary Zukav. 
He's like one of my favorite. Um, he He's written a number of books and a lot of his work is around this idea of intention. Because if we really sit with our intention and understanding like what are we actually trying to get, it drives so many of our behaviors. So that, that that's why we really focus on that and self-love and learning self-acceptance and, and unsubscribing to, you know, possibly people, lots of different, I mean, I know I've really recultivated my algorithm on social media to better support my own mental health. I think it's just hard to have a little bit of awareness, but I think it's possible to stop and say, okay, wait, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And is this actually connecting me to a deeper part of myself that offers self-love or is it taking me away from myself because I'm trying to get validation from something outside of me? Those are hard questions, but they're really important in terms of making change and making those mentality shifts. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, I joke around about this stuff a lot, but you know, in truth, there is a lot of truth into it where you know, the things that we see on a constant basis really affects our mind shift. Uh, Tante Katie, before this, my viewers and listeners know I worship on the Sabbath. And once a week, I not only do I go to church and I read scriptures more, but I log out of my social media. My friends would say, didn't you read this Ascension? I was like, no, I didn't read it. It's Sabbath. And the next day, mentally, I, I do feel a lot better to where sometimes the only reason why I log back in on Sundays because I have to post something. You know, now I'm not saying social media is bad and I'm not one of those people and I need it for my business. And I'm sure Katie does as well. But me just unsubscribing, not, not, not literally, but just taking myself away for like a day really helps me mentally and with my clarity and my vision for what I want to be physically, emotionally, and of course, spiritually. Right. So we got to think about what are we constantly feeding our minds? What we put in our brain, the scriptures say to guard the avenue of our minds, like we have to be very careful with that, you know? So I, I I love that you say that. And now that we talk about the the mental part of it and we went really deep into it, Katie, I want to get a little bit more into the physical piece. Because yes, we know that's, that's something that a lot of people are lacking, of course, as well, because they don't know how to get to that next level. Sign up for WeShape. I'll just tell you that off the jump, off the jump. But go ahead, Katie. I'll do the best I can to, to help you. I focus so much on the mentality side. My co-founder is the movement expert. He's in the hall. I might be able to grab him if we have specific questions, but um, I, I, we, yeah, let's talk about the physical side a little bit though. Let's see what I yeah, can answer. I'll, Cause I have a topic in mind that you brought up and it's also tied into the mental piece too. So I think you'll be great for this. I want to okay, talk about let's fat see. diets. Let's talk about fat diets, mm, right? Yeah. Why Katie, do you think fat diets is such a thing and why do they just seem to fail? Um, <laughs> Well, fad diets are a thing because people make a lot of money off of them. <laughs> the fitness industry is a multi-billion dollar industry that profits off of people buying into fad diets. I know that because I used to have a body transformation company and I used to sell diets. So um, we were very successful with that. And, and granted, we had good intentions and everything. I, I see things in a very different light now. But um, I, I like to ask people um, this question. What do we know about nutrition today that we that is the same a hundred years ago? Right. Or even 50 years ago or 20 years ago? The information is always changing. Now, I'm not saying to just like discredit nutrition and throw that out. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I wonder if there's a more meaningful intention that we can set with ourselves around how do I connect with my food in a way that feels meaningful for me? 
not how do I use food as a vehicle to achieve a weight, a number on the scale that I think will bring me peace and serenity and self-acceptance, but how do I learn to connect with my food in a way that feels meaningful for me so that I can actually tap into what my body actually needs? Diets don't actually teach us to listen to our body. Diets teach us to follow rules, to say, oh, I am a bad person because I ate a piece of cake. Like diets are very psychologically harmful and physically harmful, right? Like I know at one point I was really, you know, in the the peak of the keto diet fad, I was like, oh, I'll try it. I nearly passed out and like, had, I, I, it, I was like the, no one wanted to be around me. I was the grumpiest person you've ever met. That diet did not work for my body on so many levels, but everyone around me told me I should be doing it. We were selling that. So of course I was like, I got to do it. But I was like mentally pushing through and my body was like, please stop doing this. You are harming us. So diets take us away from that inner knowing. It, they take us away from that experience where our body can actually deliver us messages. And I think that they they can just be pretty harmful personally. I, I've, I've, I've kind of vowed to unsubscribe from the, the diet path. And I, I want to talk about that. I want to add some stuff onto that because that's one of my areas of expertise is talking about nutrition, talking about um, weight management from that standpoint, right? Because you're 100% right. It's, it, it, it teaches us to adhere to rules. Something that growing up in Jamaica, they always say like everything in moderation. That's what they're saying. Now, I don't believe in that necessarily, but there is some truth to that as well. One of my favorite people in the world, Ben Azadi, he, uh, he has a fantastic book called The Keto Camp. He has a fantastic podcast as well. He teaches about keto a lot. But before I met Ben, I mean, it was another doctor to introduce Ben to me, to, to me. But before I met Ben, I was like, I don't think this guy and I were going we're gonna to get along because he's talking about keto all the time. You know, that's what his his brand is. But when I started when diving into it and really have, I had him on my podcast earlier this year, Ben believes exactly what I believe. He believes in listening to your body and cycling nutrition as needed. In fact, on his, uh, Ben should pay me because I'm advertising for him now, apparently. <laughs> on his TikTok, he, uh, I watched his video the other day. He said, what does the vegan diet, the keto diet, the Mediterranean diet, why do all these different diets work at least for a time frame? So why do they all work? Because they all have something that you can benefit from. The problem is that when you stick to one diet for too long, your body adjusts to that, right? And, it, and a lot of changes happen. I talk to people in, uh, there's a group of like 26,000 people for Lumen who I'm one of their group experts and they ask me a lot of questions. And they say, I was on keto for a year and or I was on OMAD for a year, which is, oh my God, it's so dangerous. And they're like, I lost so much weight, but now I'm plateaued. If I eat too much, I feel sick. Um, I'm gassy all the time. And I was explaining to him just in a short story. I'd be like, look, what happened is you're, you, you ate a certain diet, your body created the enzymes to break down those foods like amylase. In the, in the case of keto, it created more lipase, like fat burning enzymes. It creates less amylase because it's like, okay, you're not feeding me a lot of carbs, so I don't need it. So when you start going back to a quote unquote regular diet, your body is not set up to digest those foods well. So you feel gassy, you gain weight, you feel uncomfortable. It impacts your gut health. Your body is not there. So that's why Ben talks about cycling nutrition. And there are times when you need to be on a vegan diet for a little while. There are times you need to be on keto for a little while, but not just because you feel like it's a fat diet and you got to do it in that moment. It's listening to your body, what your body needs. And we, I'm giving an example of myself. The beginning of the year, when it gets colder outside, 
people make fun of me because I live in Florida. Does it really get cold? But you know what I'm getting at. I go on keto for like a month, a month and a half. Think about it from an ancestral standpoint. When it's colder outside, fruits and vegetables, don't, um, well, fruits don't grow as much. So our bodies are designed to be in temporary ketosis. And I use that because it helps my body in different ways. And there's a lot of science, and I can get into that another time, of all the benefits it has for my body with lowering inflammation, allowing my body to become a fat-burning machine, creating more lipase and all that other stuff. And I do that. And then another time of the year, I will do it again. And I also change my movement patterns because in the colder months, I'm not sweating as much. So my body doesn't require as much glucose, right? I'm not lifting as heavy as far as working out. I'm not sprinting as much and doing as much cardio. But when it gets in times where I'm training more heavily, then I may rely on more glucose. So I also, so not just that I change my nutrition, but I also change the way I train. And that's why I like how you're, you're um, Katie, or you have your two sides. So you have a movement expert. And then you have you that deal with the mentality and the nutrition and so forth. And you put that together and that is the complete formula. And that's the difference with working with a group of experts that understand these things and going on a diet just because you feel like it's, the, it's that time to do it. And Katie, I know you have something I, to say. You're kind of waiting for a I, while. I just, I think I want to also highlight that we have be, we have come to a place in, in a time where we, we think that the, the definition of health is our weight and the food that we eat and the extra. It's like, what about your spiritual health? What about your energetic health? What about your emotional health? What about your mental health? Like, we just think that if I eat the right things and I exercise perfectly, then I will live forever. And I, I've been I've been lately I've been curious about about talking about the benefits of those things like those are not those are not to be discredited. And I think we should absolutely talk about them. I just also want to bring light to people that there's other ways too. Like there were times in my life where I watched every single thing I ate. I had very strict exercise routines and I was probably the unhealthiest I've ever been because I was psychologically depleted from obsessing about making sure I was doing it all perfect. So I think that there's also space for us to offer like people who come into our community, for instance, we're offering, yeah, movement and making sure you're eating things that your body are telling you you need, or maybe you don't need are important things. And we're also not just that black and white as human beings. There's an energetic component to this too. There's an emotional piece and a psychological piece that deeply impact our health too, right? So I just want to I just want to pay attention to that a little bit because I feel like I myself have gone down that path of only focusing on diet and exercise. And I actually was like in the worst psychological place I've ever been in. And so it's like, how do we, it's like, it's very complicated, right? Human beings, I, I want it to be one plus one equals two for everybody. And quite frankly, it's just not. It's the same way we see people who take very different paths with their life and live to 100 people who eat perfectly and exercise every day and live to 35 like it's just so complicated and it's so layered and i just want to give people permission to understand that it, it it's hard and it's layered and it's complicated and there's lots of other pieces that go with it too so i think it's just important to mention that yeah. And that's why I was saying that I structured this episode in that way, where we talked about the mentality piece and then we also get into the fitness piece. But most of the episode was structured on the, the spiritual and the mental piece, because that's the most important part. There are places in the world that have never heard of a biohack or a weight loss fat diet yeah. for, and they live up to a hundred and something years old. You know, I would, I just came back from Jamaica and I realized something. I was like, when that's where I'm from, of course. 
And, you know, I had to, I realized how much better I felt just slowing my life down because I'm often get quite stressed because like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I wake up six o'clock in the morning and I do all these things. Well, if I'm physically training all the time and doing all these things, but I'm not slowing myself down. I'm not taking time for myself. I'm not improving my sleep quality, which I think is the most important health habit out there. You know, if I'm not doing those things, I'm still doing it as favor. There are a lot of fit, quote unquote, fit people who die at age 35 and 40. And they look freaking amazing, but they die young from heart attacks and stuff like that. So it has to be, like you said, Katie, a complete picture. But you have to spend, you got to spend most of the time on the mental and spiritual peace and once when you and 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 it's and it's never a one-time thing it's a constant work you're always going to see something like you know not that and i always correct people stop saying i'm not good enough stop saying um just just say you know i need to work on that i need to get better on that and just constantly do better and that's what's and that's that's your approach and you know it should be a spiritual health your mental health your fitness your 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 physical health, which I think all goes together. That's how you need to approach yourself. And again, that's why I love how you have both sides of the spectrum. I think that's absolutely important. And with that being said, Katie, we said a lot of stuff, but I want to ask you just before we get out of here, tell my audience more about yourself. Tell us more about WeShape. Tell them about, about how they can get in touch with you and so on. Yeah, well, I actually have a special link for your listeners. If they want to give WeShape a two-week free trial, they can go to WeShape.com forward slash matter over mind. They can check us out for free for a couple of weeks. We're on all social platforms. We have two social handles. Our main social handle is at WeShape. It's focused on all movement-related content, getting your body feeling good. And then we have the WeShape podcast handle that talks about the mentality piece. So I really appreciate connecting with you, Zico. I think this was a great conversation, and I hope your listeners benefit from it. And my wonderful viewers as well. You can't forget my YouTube people. My YouTube people who I pay the bills oh, around yes. here, man. You know? you uh, but no, can't forget what... about YouTube. I know I can't forget him. Can't forget him. I love I love you all. I love you all. No matter no matter what platform you listen or watch. But um, but seriously, okay. So awesome. The wesafe.com says the um slash matter over mind will be in the show notes. In the show notes, drum roll, please, is gonna be zukahell.com slash we shape. Now, Katie, it's a running joke. My audience know I am not creative at all. I'm gonna take whatever I got from the episode and throw that in the show notes. So zukahell.com slash we shape. Show notes are gonna be in the description of the episode so you can click on it and learn more about Katie and get your two-week free trial as well. And with that being said, thank you for being here. Well, I'm saying Katie, thank you for being here. Thank everybody for listening. Thank you for watching. We're out for the day, fam. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.